Hi friends, welcome back to the Silver Bartender Podcast, the show where we recover from life. I'm your host, Brandi Kelly. Today's guest is Kelly Siegel. Kelly is the author and host of the Harder Than Life Podcast, and he has so much energy and passion surrounding the topics of abstinence from alcohol. All right, let's welcome Kelly Siegel, who is an author, he's a mentor, he's a CEO, and he's a podcast host, and he is he's also sober, four years sober. So welcome, Kelly. Hey, it's good to be here, Brandy. How are you? I'm so good. So I am so excited to have Kelly here. He has an incredible story. This show is about overcoming obstacles, right? And your book, your podcast, Harder Than Life, like you're the epitome of overcoming. You know, somebody said that to me. I think it wasn't you, but somebody said that to me. They're like, oh, it was, I was on a different podcast. And a lady said, wow, you've overcome so much. And I, and I said, what is the what was the other option? Exist or die? I mean, it, it's it's silly when you really boil it down to the simplest facts. It's like, what other option did I have? Uh, I I just got sick and tired of being sick and tired of existing and you know partying and and living for the next drink and and looking for the next bar and just it just got old. And thank goodness I got to uh, I get to experience life. It, you know, most people don't have a contrast. The, the the big thing is contrast. It's like all you ever know for you and I, Brandy. You know, we were given alcohol at such a young age. I, w- I was given it by my father or my stepfather at eight or nine. And I learned in a very early age that this is how camaraderie and how love, quote unquote, love is felt. So and it was safe. Uh, I grew up very unsafe, uh, physically and emotionally abusive parents. And when I was cracking a beer with my stepfather, he liked me. So you think about talk about distorting the mind at a very early age where you get an unhealthy relationship with alcohol very early on and thinking, Ooh, this is safe. This is safe. As long as I'm doing this, I'm good. And boy, did I do it good for 30, 30 some years. I was a professional partier, man. I, I did it. It's in the book. Um, yeah, I did. I was doing shots with Liam Neeson on the beach in, in uh, Copenhagen, Thailand at the full moon party. I've got very uh, well-known people and it's just, but it was, it was fun, but I'm glad to be done with it, man. Cause this, what I'm doing now with the harder than life uh, book and podcasting and, and message is just, it feels a lot better. I just, I really like the man in the mirror. And I, I got a message this weekend from somebody uh, that I know that said, I watched one of your videos and it kept me sober today. And I literally released a video yesterday that just said, if you need a video every day from me, I will do it. And that's what my calling is. Uh, the whole heart of the life thing is for once it pays for itself will be for charity. So you know, I'm not looking to, to monetize this to become Tony Robbins. And, and really, I've softened my stance on the whole drinking and drugs. It's it, Anything in moderation can be okay. The issue is... is it, it, you know as well as I do, it's a slippery slope. Once you get on it, it, it tends to, you, you know, accelerate and, you know, you, oh, I don't have a drinking problem. And then all of a sudden, a year later, you're like, I, every single day involves alcohol. So it, it, that thing snowballs quick. And, uh, the best way to, to, to absolutely be avoided is to just, just never choose it. 
easier said than done, but you know, I'm big on talking to the people that, that are either just starting or thinking they have a problem. Cause if you're thinking it, you're already well on your way. Yeah. Like people who don't have a problem, don't question whether or not they have a problem. Oh God, I love you. You're so right. You say it so much better than I do. Uh, yeah. And the issue is, is when you find out you have a problem, it's too late. And you know that. And thank goodness I got out when I did because I, I, it didn't, besides some personal relationship stuff, I, I didn't suffer any major consequences. I didn't get a DUI. I didn't, you know, beat anybody up. I didn't have public intoxication. I, I was never forced to. I just, I just got sick and tired. I, I think I told you on my podcast, I had a very dear friend who I grew up with. We, we partied hard because that's what you did in high school. Um, he said, Kelly, I think that uh, God allots us only so many drinks and you drank them all. <laughs> so, so, hey, I got that going for me. I drank all my drinks and uh, probably some of yours, too. I mean, I had a tolerance that was unbelievable. And I was fun, Kelly. Uh, I still am crazy fun. I just know when to when to fold them and when to when to slow it down and when to filter because I had no filter, no governor. And I, I'm a big guy, so nobody could tell me what to do. So I would push an envelope to the nth degree of stupidity just to get a rise out of people. I mean, I would dance on bars and take my shirt off in bars and run through and just go through places and do things that you're not supposed to do. And, and, and I got away with it. And I thought that was having fun, but that this, this sobriety and choosing really, I, I, I struggle with saying I'm, I'm sober because I just choose not to drink. I don't work any steps. I don't go to, I, I, I don't want to dismiss AA in any realm because I know you're a big proponent of it. I, I don't do any of them. I work my own life. Uh, I am not powerless over alcohol because I would just feel, I'm done. Get out of my life. I'm breaking up with you, which is something I do a lot of. It's if, if you're not helping me move forward, it's the age old, you know, if you're, don't stand on the tracks when the train's coming through, man. And, and if you're a hater or, or, or trying to, talk, I don't even care. I'm going to run right over you, but that's part of really loving yourself. And you know, Randy, everything's about that inner getting everything you need from the inside out, not the outside in. And when you're, you're, you're addicted to drugs or alcohol, everything is external in and it's, it's backwards. So I appreciate the fact like that you quit on your own because I like, I like to share that with other people that my way isn't the only way AA saved my life, but you saved your life. So, I mean, you know, everything isn't, the way for everyone. Well, that's an excellent point. I never even thought, gosh, you're so brilliant. I love talking <laughs> to you. I, I, I just love anything I can help you with. I will. You're right. I, I'm a sports junkie. So there, there's more than one way to sack the quarterback. You know, you can use all different kind of moves. Winning is the end all. How you get there doesn't matter. The what and the why is all that matters. The how everybody can get there. And, and, and would I suggest what I did? Probably not. Um, there were some very deep, dark nights. I, I got yelled at by somebody, uh, that works the AA program. They're like, this is stupid. Don't ever say that. You were not, you didn't need to be alone. You didn't want it. And, and just, and I said, ma'am, with all due respect, it's the results. It's the results that matter. I don't care if I locked myself in an insane asylum in a dark room. 
as long as I'm sober and I'm not dependent on anything, I'm good. And that's what I would tell people. Life is so much better being present that whatever you have to do to get there, do it because your life depends on it. And and if you're regularly drinking and drugging, you're not living life. And, and, And I try to say that to everybody. I'm like, you just don't understand. And if you don't believe me, take the Siegel 90 day challenge. It's all over my book. Quit for 90 days, not 30 days, not this bull crap dry January. Give me 90 days. And on day 91, talk to me again and tell me how you feel, both emotionally, both physically, and how much energy you have. And oh yeah, let's look at your bank account and see how much money you have. If you do it 90 days, there's a good chance you're probably going to extend another 90 days. And if you decide to go back to drinking, that's fine, but just do it in moderation. Uh, I once heard this definition of, of, of alcoholism as regularly drinking to get drunk. And I struggled with that, but then I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, I just think it's, if it's unhealthy to the point where you're drinking on a regular basis to get drunk. And, and if you have a glass of wine with dinner, great. But if you have a glass of wine every single day with dinner, uh, I'd question that because it's going to, it's going to snowball into other things. Now I have this really stupid relationship where I could probably have a drink and only have one, but I just don't. I choose not to because I love being present. And when I'm here and I'm seeing you and looking at your beauty on the computer screen and saying, I, 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 why would I ever want to numb myself or bring my awesomeness down a level or two? What to make you feel comfortable or someone else feel comfortable because, uh, because they're having an issue with life. That's a you problem. I'm sorry. Or to fit in which you and I have discussed on your show. It's like, if you have to dumb yourself down and numb yourself to fit in, you're in the wrong place. Well, I got one for you too. I was thinking about this all weekend because I was talking about it with my daughter. I don't fit in anyways. I don't. I, I do. I am so disciplined and consistent. And I, I mean what I say. I live my life by those four agreements. I, I, I told you. And I am impeccable with my word. If I say I'm going to do something, it's done. I don't speak meanly to myself. As a matter of fact, I speak so high. I think I, I call myself the chosen one. It's arrogant as, and, and, but it keeps me going. I, I'm now going to release a video about how I am a problem because I am coming. I didn't, I didn't come this far to only come this far. I, plan on ramping it up. So I'm coming with evil, malicious, but good intent. And I'm coming to help anybody and everybody. And and I'm not I'm unapologetic about it. I've I've been a little bit shy about my message. And um you're gonna start seeing me more and more and more everywhere and everywhere. And just it, it, it's what comes with so much love, Brandy. I just want everybody to feel the way that you and I do. It's awesome over here. I can go back and drink right now and probably do it pretty healthily, but I don't want to. I, I got a pocket full of money. I got all the energy in the world. I have everything, but why would I ever go back to that? Yes, I have less friends. I do. There is way more people out there. What uh misery loves company, man. There are way more people on the spectrum of partying and rocking it out than there are people doing the work, um, being uncomfortable, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. 
So I could go right back to it, but I just, it's just not for me. It, it wasn't fulfilling. And my guess is, is if you're watching this podcast or listening to this podcast and you're, and it's, you're having butterflies in your stomach, it's not filling you up either. I love the idea of having a glass of wine with dinner. I don't, I mean, not that it's something that I want to do, but my mind still says, what's the point? Because I'm a throw the cap away drinker. So when I drink, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I, see, I, I didn't have that. I did do that in the end, but I didn't have that. Pro- I wouldn't like I could have. I love I'm one of those idiots that love the taste of, of scotch. I love the taste of wine. I love I drink. That's probably why I drank so much because I like the taste of it. So I got a lot of non-alcoholic. Uh, I play with a lot of non-alcoholic uh, whiskeys and, and, and tequilas and I'm fine with it. And you know, I, I don't understand the rewarding yourself with numbing yourself or because here's the deal. Adversity is here, it just left, or it's on its way. So if every single time you face adversity, you're going to freaking pop a drink, you're never going to understand how to get through adversity. So the best way to get, to get through something is to experience it fully and go right straight through it. So, and the funny thing about it is you have an adversity muscle. It's a reticular activating system. And if you actually uh, exercise it regularly, it's amazing what you can accomplish. So, uh, when you think the world is crashing down on you, it's not. It's the universe testing you and saying, what are you going to do? Are you going to, are you going to tap out to this discomfort and have a drink? Or are you going to go right through it? I and you choose to go right through it. And the best part about it is, is it's never as bad as it seems. And when you get through it, you're a lot freaking stronger. And it's amazing. The next time that same thing happens, you're like, ah, been here, done that. It doesn't even, it's no issue. It does, it, it's a little blip on your radar screen. And you keep doing that over time, you create massive success. And it just is, it's a snowball effect in positivity. The big thing that I try to tell people is what you said, like, we get to choose, we get a choice. So like, how are you going to show up to this the way you always do? So you can get what you have always done. Are you going to show up different so you can get a different result? Because doing what you used to do isn't going to get you where you haven't been. So oh, I, I just put a video out this morning talking about the same thing. It's like everybody's on their routines. And what do they say? If you're going to do what you always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. Yeah. So you got to shake that tree up and change things up a little bit. And, and, and that comes with, with uncomfortability. I mean, it, it's people like the familiar misery over the uncomfortable happiness or joy. Man, I got a news for you. You go down those paths, it gets easier and it's rewarding as can be. And I'm telling you, since I quit drinking, <clears throat> I built a house in Florida. I have a house in Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, a house in Florida. And my Florida house is on the water. I have a beautiful boat. All this, I said, I bought it with my drinking money. I did. I literally did. What I used to piss away on alcohol, I now built a beautiful home that has doubled in value since I bought it. So I'm making uh, uh, money on other money that I would have normally just drank away. That's so incredible. So stopping, did stopping drinking solve all your problems? <laughs> oh, don't I wish, don't I wish. Um, no, it made, it, it brought up all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh because you teed me up on that one. That was a dirty rotten trick you just pulled on me. No, it doesn't. I, I, you know, the funniest thing is, is I thought 
I had a therapist for years and he took Kelly quit drinking. And, and you gotta remember, I was a highly functioning drunk. I ran a company. I was a father. I was present. I did everything, but booze was always right there. And, and I always wondered what would it be like to have a life without it? So what my therapist would say, just quit drinking, just quit drinking. You would never need to come to me anymore. And I was literally under the impression that if I quit drinking, I would take over the world because that's what he told me. And it's a good thing he told me that way because once I did it, all of a sudden the universe tests you in ways that you've never been tested before because it wants to make sure that's what you want. So for me, about 15 months into my sobriety, it threw the kitchen sink at me. And I, I mean, I'm talking, it took custody of my daughter away. We lost our, our biggest customer at National Technology Management. Uh, the pandemic hit. So everything shut down. So it, it was four to five big life changing events and would have sent anybody under a spiral. And it would have been understandably, Oh, I had a relapse or oops, I drank. Uh, but I didn't. And I remember when I got the news that my daughter, who is my why, she is my everything. She keeps me alive. I wrote my book. I dedicated it to her. Everything I do is for her. Uh, uh, I, she got taken away from me temporarily. And I looked over at my scotch and I said, uh, no one will know what's the big deal. Mm-hmm. Cause I keep, I still keep full bars. I mean, I'm, I literally, I have a full bar in my Florida house. I have a full bar here. I'm a boater. I go to bars. I, I, I am not the prototypical, uh, sober person. <laughs> I buck the trends. But it can work. Uh, people, what I always say is take one nugget from what I do, which could be, you know, um, these non-alcoholic whiskeys that I drink or if you're, or non-alcoholic beer, I will tell you though. If you drink beer and it, and every beer you drink, you pee twice. If you drink a non-alcoholic beer, you pee four times. So <laughs> okay. Good to know. I'm weaning myself off of the non-alcoholic beer, but I would tell you there's so many non-alcoholic options now. That if you feel like you're going to get ostracized, try the uh, uh, Heineken Zeros or the Budweiser Zeros. I would put it right up against it. If they had these back in the day, I probably would have quit drinking sooner because they taste the same. I like the taste. I don't like. I didn't like the buzz. I didn't care. I'm, I'm nuts. I'm stupid. I'm crazy. I love to be crazy, and it just. I don't need alcohol to be crazy. I don't need alcohol to fit in. I'm not afraid. I don't need. Uh, courage to, I, I, I used up all my fear growing up and making it through freaking my childhood. So yeah, the, the challenge with quitting drinking is you're going to now have to face your issues and it's scary. Uh, but you're not alone. And I recommend using a lot of the, the things and I'm going to steal a lot of your thunder because it's going to sound alike. If you talk to many people that have kicked it, they're going to have very similar routines and habits and rituals to make them be able to function. And mine is very simple. I have a routine every single day that I follow and I add to it. And it's, <clears throat> I wake up and I say gratitude right when my eyes open up and it can be over the silliest of little things. It could be this morning. I, I was grateful for my dog and my cat and because my cat jumped on bed and was doing twirls and wanted love. <laughs> it was nice to be loved by my cat. So I did that. I ran in, gave myself a high five in the mirror and said, you're awesome. I love you. Sat down. I journaled about the weekend. My, my thoughts got it on me, went over, sat down and drank some water with some salt in it and some uh, lemon 
sat down, did a 10-minute medication, boom, out the door to the gym. This is all from 4.30 to 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm at the gym at 5, trained like a beast there, uh, shot a real quick inspirational video, get home, make my, my daughter breakfast, get a shower, get her to school, sit down, start working. And the day is just getting started. I'll, I'll, I've already taken on one, two or three podcasts while I was at the gym. I'm going to read today. Uh, and, um, somewhere in there, I'll smoke a cigar and be grateful. And that's rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat every single day. Some days it, 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 it wins. Some days, no matter what I do, I'm all up in, up in my head and. You know, you, you, you double up on the podcast, you double up on your meditation. If need be, you call somebody you, and, and just talk about it. Uh, feeling is healing. So, uh, I'm always getting better every single day. I am very far along on my healing journey. It's very hard to knock me off of my, my, my path. Um, it's impossible to knock off the path, but I have bad days. I do. And I try to share those with people. You know, the heart of the life brand has taken off. So a lot of people follow me and I try to share my bad days. It's they're few and far between, but I get up in my head, man. I do. And, uh, I sit in that garbage and, and usually on the other side, usually that means if you have a kid, people that have kids understand this. Your kid, as you're growing up from, from zero to, I don't know, 18, pretty much, uh, they go through these phases where they act out. And every time they act out, they're usually going to go through a, a, a change in their body and in their, their, uh, emotions. And every time it's always exciting. I know that I, I want to meet the next ki- kid that's coming out. My daughter, she would be one week of just nastiness. And then the next week, there'd be a, she'd have a new habit, a new something. Uh, so. When I feel it's very similar to what's going on with me. So I know that when I'm having a down day or a down couple of days and I'm really battling something, and I've really been battling this past weekend fitting in. Uh, I still have, I'm still in contact with a lot of my friends who are my, my party buddies. We're still friends and they invite me to things and I say no to most of them. And I, I get in my head thinking, am I on the right path? And it's, it's tough. Sometimes you think you're like, yeah, wouldn't it be so much easier to just go get drunk and have a good time? And and I always have a driver, and I wouldn't put myself in harm's way, and I could get away with it for several years. I probably could do it the rest of my life. Would I be able to donate the money that I do to charity? Would I? No, because that probably would go to my drinking. Would I like the man in the mirror? No, because even if I just want to be superficial, the booze makes my skin red, blotchy puffy and now i love i love looking at myself i i'm you see me looking away i'm looking at the freaking video of me because i'm so (laughs) handsome i I know it sounds right i love me some me all of me i love and i'm gonna freaking i have enough love for you and everybody else in this universe and i'm gonna keep freaking loving everybody even when they don't love themselves and even when they hate me i'm gonna love them so much they're gonna have to love themselves because i got enough to go around that's so, amazing. Keep keep going. You matter. You're here for a reason. And God only gives people what they can handle. And apparently God thinks I can handle a lot. And I and but you're not alone. And you matter. You always remember that. And and I know you resonate with this. I want this to resonate with your listeners. Mm-hmm. Because 
Life is so good, man. I Friday, I literally Thursday, I, I shoot my podcast. I leave the podcast studio. I get into a car. I go to an airport. I get to get on a plane. I've got bumped up to first class. And I go to a beautiful home in Florida. And then I'm going to sit and work on a project in the sun for my NTM. And then I'm going to see all my friends that only know me as Sober Kelly from Mich- from Florida. And there's zero pressure to be anything other than who I am. And I get to freaking experience life. And I recharge. I use it wisely. I use it as a recharge. And I will be back Monday refreshed and ready to be drained because I'm here to fill everybody's cup. Someday I'll figure out, find somebody that fills my cup. But right now I refill it every day. Yeah. And I always say you, we need to put our oxygen mask on first. Like, especially people, I, you and I are very similar that we want to just, we want to push this message onto whoever is willing to hear it, that, you know, that you matter and that you're not alone and that somebody is here, but taking that time to tell ourselves that, like to just give ourselves the things that we need. I'm very envious of you. You, you have a husband, you have a supportive partner. It's just me and my daughter. And and I'm not, that isn't woe is me. That's just because I've got another mission right now that I've got to accomplish. And eventually when the time is right, I'm sure that the universe will supply me with a a partner that I get a lot of you. Boy, you're a lot. And yeah, I am a lot. I accomplish a lot. So I'm waiting for the universe to send me someone who is a lot too. So um, I get frustrated because the people that say I'm a lot are the people I want to help the most. And they're also the people that, say, man, your non-drinking message is too much. It's like, dude, you're the person I need to help the most. Uh, But it's tough until they're ready for it. There's nothing you can do or say to, to make them believe. And, and I just, I want to help people before they hit their proverbial rock bottom. I, I talk about it in my book. I mean, a lot of people get a DUI or they get a domestic violence charge and they're ordered to not drink. Don't. It's, 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 you're, once you're in the system, man, it's hard to get out. Um, it is not conducive to rehabilitating you. It is not. It, they, they, they're in the business of recidivism. And I was a criminal justice major. Believe me, I got arrested for selling drugs. And I know it doesn't sound like I hit that. I don't even talk about that. That, that wasn't because of my booze. That was just because of stupid choices and just fitting in and just supply and demand. But, you know, I, they don't let you out of that system very well. So just avoid getting in the legal system if you can. And a lot of people get it in from the DUI and they, they throw the book at you and they make it really, really hard. Just don't. And then with today's Uber and Lyft, I don't understand DUIs at all anyway. So it's frustrating. The legal side, fortunately, wasn't my, I got arrested at 15, but that's pretty sure that's off the record. But as far as the rock bottom goes, like I, I try to talk to people and let them know, like, we're not the people that need to stop drinking are just the people that are under a bridge or that you see like falling over. They're the people that are like smiling at you and serving you. Or, you know, it's like just because I have all of the external things, my internal world crumbled. I was tell- I was telling somebody I want I to make awareness of this. I was telling somebody that, that you were coming on the podcast. They were infatuated and it sparked a, sparked a- conversation with her and her coworkers, and she found out that one person was sober 
and another one was an, a bona fide functioning alcoholic. So they're all around you. We're all around. Be compassionate, be understanding, and realize that we're all human and we're in this thing together. So it's the only, we talked about this on my podcast, it's the only thing that you have to tell somebody why you don't use it, which I don't understand that. Um, oh, you want to drink? No, nah, I'm good. Why? Because I don't want one. Why do I have to freaking explain it to you? Um, uh, I feel like so much of our drinking, like we were talking about <clears throat> fitting in, I feel like it's craving that connection. And really, when we're drinking, we're not even able to genuinely connect. Did I send you that Andrew Huberman and Jordan Peterson YouTube video? It's about six minutes long. You told me about it. We oh, I'm going to send it, it to you. I'll text it to you. It is so good because Jordan Peterson breaks things down to everybody can understand it. And basically, he said there's two reasons why people drink for for anxiety and acceptance. Uh, and that's the two reasons. And, uh, and I'm like, holy shit, he's kind of right. But he, and he does it way more articulate than I do. And then Huberman jumps in because he's a, a doctor and a physicist. And he starts talking about the toxicity of what alcohol does for you. And that basically they've measured the brain so that when you do drink uh, and you numb the pain, when you're not drinking, you're less, uh, you're less able so it's a self-fulfilling prophecy is basically what it says. So you're less able to deal with hardships because it's waiting for that freaking chemical dependent to come. And I'm like, whoa. So the more you drink, the more you need it, the more dependent you are and the less it, that, that your mind works without it. Oh my God. And I was just mind blowing. Uh, I will send it to you. And if you can add it to your show notes, it's a worth a listen. I would it is, to, it is that- so good. That sounds like the story of my life <laughs> up until just a few years ago was like. Yeah, well, listen, I got to interrupt you again. I'm so sorry because your rock bottom is still, I, I told everybody this, you got thrown out of the house by a hell's angel. It's I, you, for drinking. It's like, dude, this guy is in the one of the most feared biker gangs in all the world. And he's like, Randy, you drink too much. You can't stay here. And I'm sorry if that triggers you. I just find it, if it inspires one person, it's such a, if you can't laugh at yourself, who the hell else can we laugh at? Yeah, I did so, I, yeah. I, I did so much stupid shit that I thought was funny. I wrote about my 40th birthday party in my, in my book. I, I, I was so drunk and so high. I don't barely remember it. I had to apologize to everybody in the morning and it was, that's having fun. And I did. I thought it was the funnest thing. At the time, I thought it was fun. Now I look back, I'm embarrassed. No, there's not much that triggers me. I feel like my past is my is my greatest weapon because that's my identifier with people. And that's like my roadmap to does where I'm going look anything like that? Then no, thank you. I'll go the other way. I This, is, this blew my mind. I, I heard this or read this yesterday. I don't know where, where whatever. That you have to win, you have to lose. And believe me, being drunk is losing. And, and, and I, I don't, I'm not saying you're a loser. I'm saying it's losing. You're losing at life. If, if, if me and someone my equal are competing and they drink and I don't, I'm going to beat you every, a hundred percent of the time. 100% of the time I'm going to beat you. So, uh, part of what, when I launched my IT company, one of my dear friends, 
uh, didn't drink and he was tremendously successful. And it's funny because then I, I go, man, you got such a good advantage because yeah, but you're having more fun than me. And we laughed about it. And then we flip flopped roles. So now he drinks and I don't. And now I'm having more fun than him because I did it the right way and I'm making more money than, than, than him. So winning is more fun than fun is fun, but you got to lose. It's part of it to win. So if you don't experience the contrast, you're always going to wonder what. So again, I asked you if you had any regrets and I, my uncle asked me, he said, wouldn't you like to quit drinking earlier? Like it would have never taken, never. I wasn't ready until I was ready. And when I was ready, I was ready. I mean, I just came off of a freaking, a basically a month long bender. And then I ended, here's the funny thing. I ended on New Year's Eve. Well, really New Year's morning. Uh, I, I, I was in Key West, Florida drinking like I was like, I, it was my, like I was trying to kill myself, but I had the stupidest tolerance. It was ridiculous. I could polish off a bottle of, of whiskey every single day and sit here and talk to you like normal. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't even know it. You wouldn't even know I was drunk unless you got me in a situation to start doing stupid shit, which at the end, I really didn't want to do anything. I just wanted to drink and be left alone. Yep. I totally identify with that. Oh, dude, we, you and I could tell war stories. Yeah. To one up each other till we're blue in the face. I mean, and the funniest thing about it is I remember, Brandy, I remember after I had that beer with my, uh, with my stepdad the next day puking my brains out. And I, for the life of me, got the worst hangovers. This was the universe sign. Looking back, hindsight's 2020. Look back. The universe is trying to tell me this is not your friend. <laughs> Alcohol is not good for you. And. I'm talking, I had the worst. And then I used to say, oh, it's only a hangover if you quit drinking. The stupid things that I would rationalize and justify my behavior with is unbelievable. And literally, I would have a drink uh, just to stop feeling like crap. Because I still did everything. I still worked out daily. I still drank a ton of water. I was healthy, but with this poison in my body and Huberman talks about that and, and the toxicities of it. And six months into my, I took a night, my own 90 day challenge. I did 90 days off. I didn't say I'm done forever because I'm done for 90 days. Blew my mind. I was at, at this, uh, I was reading the audio version of the heart of the life book at a, uh, uh, recording studio. And I ended up knowing the guy. And I had to text him because we had a snowstorm. And I looked down at my, the last time I texted him, it was 2019, January 2019, because I quit January of 2019 on the first. I texted him on like the 23rd and said, Hey, uh, he was asking me a question about something. And I said, Hey, I just want to let you know I'm going through a 90 day sobriety or dry out period. And that was, it was so weird to read, to see that. And, I, and then I was at his studio reading the book that I just kept going through. So it was crazy. I read this book, The Naked Mind, from Annie. I'm, I'm looking at it. Hold on one second. Mm -hmm. It's this book. And this was given to me. It's called The, the Naked Mind, Control Alcohol. Okay. And it says, Find Freedom, Discover Happiness, and Change Your Life by Annie Grace. It talks about the reasons why we drink and uh, the, the social stigmatism and the social reasons. And um, it was funny because I was given this by a bar owner who was a friend of mine. And he said, thought about you and I know you're going through it. And I said, you know, I'm pretty good. I don't really need it. He goes, I just thought of you. 
So I read it and I did pick up some things and it talked about how alcohol literally is poison, which is exactly what Huberman says. And yet we indulge it like it's good for us. Now I'm on a, I'm, I'm on an unfair advantage. Being, putting me sober is, is an unfair advantage to the world, but I'm here with positive intent and I'm going to do good. I love it. I love your message. I, I love what you've done with your sobriety. Like you were already successful. You were already on the path, but don't you think that success is, is not really measured by a number, but by your relationship with yourself? Oh man. You know, success isn't even measured by a number. I, 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 that's the last thing I look at. Um, I'm a better father. I'm a better human. I'm a, I'm a better leader. I get choked up when I say this because it's, it was fucking hard. Sorry for swearing. It was hard. I make it look easy. There were nights, there were days where I was curled up in a ball crying. And imagine that because all of a sudden, 43 years of emotions that I bottled up that my alcoholic parents weren't around to, to love me, to share with me, to, to even care. And all that came out of me and it was dark and scary. And I was alone, but I battled that shit and I won and I'm a, I'm a badass <laughs> and uh everybody is. Everybody is. Everybody's got it in them. There's not a single person that can't do the same thing. So, um, yeah, leader, business owner, philanthropist, but the number one thing is father. And, and I'm a better brother and I'm a better person because I'm not making excuses. And believe me, if you're drinking regularly, you're, you're making excuses and you're, you're rationalizing, justifying stupid behavior. You're missing deadlines. You're, you know, and, and, and the bad part was I didn't do any of that stuff. I went to work every single day. I did some of my best work hungover. What, what was I, did I have a short fuse? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I also closed a lot of deals from drinking. I lost some deals after I quit drinking because some of my customers liked to meet me for alcohol, for drinking. And when I stopped that, then they, uh, fired me. You know, they, some people don't want to be around that. You know, they want to be, it's a mirror. They want to be around like attracts like and they liked party animal Kelly. So. I uh, was happy to lose them and I gain new customers that are more in alignment with, uh, you know, I always say that, what is it? Um, there's no honor amongst thieves. Mm-hmm. There's really no honor amongst drunks or alcoholics either. It's, it's, um, it's, uh, sorry, I just lost the picture for a second. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, if you get in the way of their party train, then they're going to run right over you. I would have. I remember meeting women to date and they'd look at me like, is your whole world revolve around alcohol? Yeah. Why isn't yours? But again, I was highly functional. I built a company. I had boats. I had cars. I had houses. So one would argue, oh, you know, he's doing great. But again, I just hated the guy in the mirror. It wasn't dislike. I hated that person. I couldn't have a functioning relationship with women. It's just always unhealthy. Everything is unhealthy. Now everything I do is healthy. Everything you do is 
is good for you and good for like good for the world. Like you're just oh. working forward. You're so sweet. You're right. I I'm still a little bit humble, and uh, it, I still struggle a little bit with the impact that I'm making and gonna make on the world. Like I said, that you know, if I get a message, at least one message or several messages a day that say thank you. You know, and uh, I I I've just begun. I, I, you know, playing small is canceled. Uh, I, I say to people that want to come down this path and join me, I say, how good can you handle life? And, and, and it, it sounds, that sounds like a big thing, but I'm telling you every day gets better and better and better and better. I'm four years. I just talked to a guy came up to me at the gym the other day. He goes 32 years. I said, 32 years. What? He goes sober 32 years. Uh, so imagine me in 32 years, it's going to be, I will have, uh, conquered the world by then, hopefully, or at least helped the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's a question for you, a statement and then a question. We don't hear men talk about healing. We talk, we hear men talk about, you know, overcoming and we hear men talking about succeeding and, you know, there's a lot of that in your talk, but you did also talk about the healing and the growing. So that's kind of necessary after you stop drinking, right? Because otherwise you kind of stay in that fetal position. It is imperative. And then I'll tell you one better. Thank you for great question. Great question. I'm very big into my feminine uh, feelings. And uh, also I love talking about vulnerability. Uh, I think vulnerability will bond us better. Uh, If you, try to make fun of me for me telling you that I was in a fetal position. I know that you're not my people. And it, so it, it works for me. Um, I will tell you that the secret to my sobriety, the secret to me choosing not to drink is because I hit, I hit that healing head on. And once you heal, whatever it is, whatever trauma that you're experiencing in your subconscious, that's making you drink. Cause that's why they call it a crutch or a mask. It, it's it, instead of overcoming that childhood trauma, whatever it is, even if you grew up in a perfect family, there's some sort of childhood trauma that we've all experienced and it manifests itself. If it manifests itself in drugs and alcohol, if you heal that, you will instantaneously heal your alcoholism. That's why I'm able to, I, I don't have cravings. I don't, have a point where I'm like, man, uh, I, I need a drink. I never, I, I, it's happened twice in four years and it was just thing. And it's usually when things are really, really good and it isn't, uh, when things are bad, man, it's, it's the going gets to, I, that's when I kick into gear. That's, that's just who I've always been, but it's usually, you know, I, I eat a big ritual. I love to drink on the plane. So whenever I get on a plane, I think, Oh, Scotch would be nice. You know, I, I, I like to get it and <clears throat> I like to just, just chill and, and, and all rights. I should, I could pro, I should probably have one, but I won't. Uh, so I hit that head on and, and how I did that is I, I went obsessive compulsive into therapy. I hired a hypnotherapist. I hired a life coach. I was doing breath work. I was doing podcasts. I was doing reading. I was doing journal to the point of absolute insanity, insanity where, it overtook my daily life. But I knew that, like you said, if I didn't put my mask on 
to save myself, I might have not been here. My dad died when he was 46. I made my major breakthrough at 46. Um, so my dad died of drugs and alcohol. So it happens. He abused his body for over 30 years. It took 30 years for his body to give up. That's how resilient the body is. So you think, oh, I, I'm healthier or it doesn't. So it takes a while, but once it hits, there's no going back. So why go down that slippery slope? So uh, I will, I want to re- run that back and remind people it will get worse because you don't have your numbing aging. You don't have your crutch and then you have to face it head on. But once you face that head on, the need and the desire to drink again will, will be very little. Uh, for me, it's almost, it's next to zero. Um, that was my secret. Uh, it wasn't easy. I, I almost did like an exorcism with a hypnotherapist over so over Zoom during the pandemic. And I can tell you right to the T, right to the moment when when I knew that I was finally making a move over. And it was I had a conversation, um, uh, you know, a hypothetical, a mythical conversation and while I was being hit. I was deep in my breath work and my, we were talking to my subconscious and the hypnotherapist and myself were sitting in the room with little Kelly and his mother and his stepfather and big Kelly did all the talking for little Kelly. And I burst out in tears and said, why did you do that to, to him? He didn't deserve it. And, uh, when I, when I came out back into my conscious mind, it felt like the weight of the world. I, I drank because I wanted to be loved. Now, do I want to be loved today? Yes. I, I supply all my love. Do I want romantic love? Yes, but from the right person, healthy, equal romantic love. Someone that's working on their mind, their body, and 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 you know, like needs to attract like. And 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 I've I've said I'm a lot, so I need to find someone who's a lot. Moral of the story is after I left that event, I I, I just I, I never not only did I never want to drink again, I, I I lost a chip on my shoulder, which was funny because that grit and that chip that allowed me to survive childhood was what also made me uber successful in business because I was going to show them and I was going to earn their love and they're going to love me once I make a million dollars. And when I got there, it's like, Oh, they still don't love me. And, and you know, so you got to figure it out from inside and give it to yourself. And once you do that, magic happens. And that's where the whole alignment and karma and the secret all take into place where you can start doing things in your mind, create manifesting and creating the life of your freaking dreams. I love it so much. I have chills. I just said that, that chill. If we could bottle that and sell it, I would pay any money for that because I know it, the feeling. And and if you're out there and you're listening to this and you think we're bullshitting, dude, it's this is the most serious thing in the world. Life is so good. It's so good and it's getting better. And I, I I'm gonna continue to to pursue excellence every single day and get better and better and better and better. And then when I do die, I will be in complete alignment and there will be zero regret. And I will go along peacefully and I will haunt you all from <laughs> from my grave. <laughs> Don't drink. <laughs> You're gonna be like, man, that's like that's Kelly. That's 
I heard him again. <laughs> he knocked over my glass. <laughs> I used to say too, it's the weirdest thing in other company. So I, I really didn't care if I lived or died. I, and I would say to people, if I happen to die while we're drinking, make sure that we have a party. I don't want a funeral. I want a party. And I would tell people, I want you guys to have a moment. Don't say eulogies and say all the nice things about me. I want you to say the stupid shit that Kelly did when he was drunk. I was proud of that. Mm. And now I'm rewriting my past and I'm going to say, here's how Kelly helped me. Um, So if it's getting somebody sober and, and, and in the four years, I've inspired a lot of people to become sober. And I, I don't plan on quitting. I'm going to keep going, keep pushing, keep grinding, and I won't give up and I'll never give up. I will outlast anybody in their drinking. Unfortunately, we're at that age coming up into the fifties where uh, people that have abused their body for many, many years are having to pay the ultimate price. And we're now right now, we're almost every week, somebody in our group are being, are being called to heaven or, or, or the other place who knows where they went. Uh, and it's sad because it can, they're 50 or in their fifties. And, and if you didn't drink, they, how long could they have lived? Could they have lived longer? Probably more than likely. Yeah. So I want to live, man, at least to a hundred, 120, somewhere in there. <laughs> I do not want to live that long, but you no, I'm a hundred. I'm, I'm good at a hundred. I, I just sounds like a nice round number. A hundred. Yeah. That's that's what people forget is we're not here for an infinite amount of days. This is there's no there's this, this is the dress rehearsal. This is this is the real deal. There's there's no redo do over. So why would you want to spend your days dazed and confused or not present? Seems like a waste to me, which is a recipe for recipe or for regret and shame. It really is. My thing is, if there's any part of you that doesn't want to do that, like if you think that's what you want to do, you're just not ready, go on with your bad self. But we're here. People like me, people like Kelly are here, you know, when when you start to realize that that's not for you. But if you if this does sound familiar and if this this does sound like a way you want to live your life, if you want more, if you know you're not living your potential, you know you're not loving yourself, like we're here to tell you that you're you're not the exception. You too can get sober and you can live better. You can achieve your your goals and your dreams. You don't have to live that way. Again, I, I just want to say that people would rather be miserable than uncomfortable. It's the moment that pain or suffering hits they people want to tap out and they think tapping out is from alcohol or drugs and and believe me it it is not helping so if you keep if you go through that be the buffalo and go through that life is way better on the other side way better can you tell us about be the buffalo really quick well it's uh, i've said this for years so so whenever there's a proverbial storm or there's adversity um, people tend to run from it. So uh, let's just say your boss yells at you and or, or, or you got a big deal that you got to do uh, something at work. You put it off, put it off, put it off, put it off. You go drinking, you go partying. And instead, 
if you just sat down and actually did the work, you'd get done with it so much faster. So the, the quickest line through a storm is straight into it because the storm is coming at you and you're coming at it. And if you continue to go straight, you'll pa- it'll pass twice as fast. But most people freeze or turn around and start running, which means the storm's going to be longer. So they delay the inevitable. The, 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 the buffalo runs right into the storm and they're out of it quicker. The cow stands there and looks up, and I think the sheep turn around and run the other way. And they're gonna, it's gonna get you, man. It's gonna get you one way or the other. Might as well be on my terms. I love it. I love it. I've heard that, but I didn't. I couldn't put it into words. So I appreciate you giving us that, Kelly. Thank you so much for coming and talking to us. You're such an inspiration, and just I know. I know it'll translate you know, for people to hear, but just, you're just love. And I love Thank that. you. I thank you. That's my word for the year is love. I will tell everybody, my book is called Harder Than Life, Overcoming Poverty, Addiction, and Violence. And in there is my email address. And if you're struggling, if you want a perspective, please reach out to me. I will get back to you. If you, But if you're having anxiety, you call the doctor, go to the hospital. But if you just want to talk, and, and figure out tips and tricks that I've used to give it. I will give you that all day long. But I will tell you, it's not a free ride with me. I'm going to challenge you and I'm going to check and see if you really, really want it. Because a lot of people reach out to me and they, they just, they want some magical pill. They want to take the elevator. There are no elevators. You have to go through it. You got to be the buffalo. So I give them simple and easy things. So if you call me and you think I'm going to be like, oh, it's okay. I'm going to give you some easy things to do. And if you don't do it, that's the last conversation we have. And then come back at me when you really, really want it. Because I don't ask you to do anything difficult. Most More often than not, it's go for a walk, take a picture and send it to me. Go to the gym, walk on the treadmill, take a picture, send it to me. And if they just do that, I know they're ready and they're committed and they'll do the next thing. And all my job is to do is to keep them sober that day. And then we'll work on the next day. It's one day at a time. I work the 12 steps without working the 12 steps. I do it my way, but I'm available. If you need anything, they can email me and I will provide any support I can. I am here for you. We have the weekly podcast, Harder Than Life. It's on Spotify and iTunes. It's also on YouTube. And, and all, all of a sudden I have been overcome with a lot of not, uh, not drinking people. And it's amazing how the people that are really winning, really high achieving in life don't drink. And if you, I said this the last time, Google, uh, celebrities that don't drink, the list is long and distinguished. So that's my last little bit. My last, I'm going to also send you that link, that YouTube video. I think it's worth a link if you would throw it in the show notes or, or put it on your website or whatever. It is so good. Everybody needs to get there, but how they get there is their way to get there. There's no, this is the way you follow and you get there. You do what works for you, but get there because it's awesome. Thank Brandy, you. Look, so look for that for me to text for you right now. I love you. If there's ever anything I can do to support you, you need me in Texas. You, you I know you're going to be launching your uh, your program. Mm-hmm. Anything I can do. You have a lifelong friend in me. Uh, you're going to see me everywhere and every, anywhere. And if you need me to fly in one day for us and, and, and back, I will. I am that committed to helping people. And my story 
uh, it, it, there's so much more to it. I mean, I, I could tell you stories. We, we did the hangover part two before the hangover part two came out. I, I ran through Bangkok like it was going out of style, um, <laughs> and lived to tell about it. So Bangkok couldn't handle me. I identify with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I love you. And thank you for having me on. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really enjoyed that conversation. I appreciate Kelly. He's just got such a great energy, so much information. And he's, you know, he shows up to support people. If you would like to get in contact with Kelly, I will have his contact information in the show notes, as well as a link to that YouTube clip that we were discussing. And if you'd like to get in contact with me, you know, feel free to reach out the sober bartender podcast on Instagram or Brandy Kelly on Facebook. If you enjoyed this podcast, please, please, please take time to follow, subscribe, rate and review. That helps us get seen in the algorithm. It helps us carry the message to the people that need to hear these words. Until next week, I just want you guys to know that you matter and that you're going to get through this and it does get better. And there are people that are ready and willing to help. So please just keep going, keep shining your lights. And I love you guys.